What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main guys, Stephen Thompson and Nick Martin. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're 6-3. and three. They are about to head to Cleveland, Ohio to face on the Browns and a backup quarterback in a situation that is only getting crazier by the day. Not only will they face Dorian Thompson-Robinson this week, but they could avoid a starting quarterback next week as well. We'll dive into that, plus what's it mean? what it means to get a rookie quarterback for the defense this year. Some changes to the Pittsburgh Steelers defense and some surprising starters that will make their way onto the field in week 11. As always, our keys to victory and predictions for week 11. And uh, as everybody's been waiting all all week long, we're giving away not one, but two signed jerseys ahead of week 11. You guys all tossed in your hashtag ASTs, your entries to the raffle this week again we hit twenty thousand subscribers we cannot thank you guys enough it's been nothing but love and uh hopefully we just continue to bring you guys as, as much good great Steelers content as we possibly can it is a beautiful day here in the city of pittsburgh nick we'll start with you uh how you feeling my friend i'm feeling all right i'm honestly it was interesting la- uh last night because watching I was, was looking forward to a great football game. And then all of a sudden Joe Burrow has this injury and they apparently knew about it the day before. And I'm like, man, I wanted a good game. I know this is a win-win for the Steelers, regardless of like, like Baltimore or Pitt or the Bengals losing, but it's just a bit of a bummer as a football fan to not get a great game out of that. What was supposed to be a great game. I won't lie to you. I'm always a fan of Thursday night football games being out of reach at a time where I can go to bed at a reasonable hour. You know, like I get those, that. those last second one o'clock in the morning type games. I'm like, oh, man, this is this is nice. But my eyes are like this and I'm not feeling great for that six o'clock alarm. Steven, uh, you yourself had a late night covering pit last night. Did you run into Mike Tomlin? And uh, how you feel, my friend? I did not run into Mike Tomlin, but I do know people who did. I can I, I can confirm secondhand reporting that he was at the stadium. Um, and his kid played real well, too. I think he yeah. had like three catches or something like that. Yeah, um, two catches, 30-some yards. I checked it this morning. Yeah, but didn't get the win. Pit, pit, pit football, we're back. Uh, and I'm I'm fired up. You know, I'm really hoping I win one of those jerseys. Um, and then uh, – <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to the drawing at the end. But, yeah, I'm also excited to get out to Cleveland this weekend. This is like – you look at the the Sunday schedule. I mean, this is this is one of, if not the best game uh, on the, in the NFL this weekend. Quite, I mean, other than probably Chiefs-Eagles on Monday. But, like, on yeah. Sunday, Steelers-Browns, Steelers I feel like, is the place to be. I agree. I agree. Even with the backup quarterback, like, with everything on the line, so much heading into – the postseason maybe Joe Flacco is going to be on the sideline who knows such a good storyline I it is going to be a good one um Jillian my fiance and her entire family asked all week long they're like am I allowed to uh am I allowed to enter enter the contest I was like you you are technically but chances are I'm not giving it to you if you (laughs) it would just be weird it's not like oh big Joe Sacramento here we go now chances are they would have won both of them and then uh I would have just taken him back, hung him on my wall somewhere, but just like <laughs> barely out of camera's reach. Uh, either way, we do have two winners that we will announce 
at the end of the podcast. Very excited, and congratulations to both of you guys. We appreciate everybody who entered the contest. There were, uh, there were a lot of entries, so we appreciate you guys. Let's dive into some Pittsburgh Steelers football, and we'll start in the AFC North. Joe Burrow goes down last night against the Baltimore Ravens with a wrist sprain. There is plenty going on right now. The NFL actually launched an investigation into the Cincinnati Bengals after the Bengals social media team, shout out Twitter, posted a video of Joe Burrow walking into the stadium. He was wearing a wrist brace. They quickly took it down as soon as everybody was like, whoa, what is this going on? And then in the first half, Joe Burrow leaves with that wrist injury after throwing a touchdown pass. And the rest of the game, every time they showed the camera, his hand, his wrist is ginormous. He is clearly in some pain. Hard to believe that this is something that just popped up out of nowhere if you connect the dots there. Steven, we'll start with you, man. You uh, are Nick. You got a you got a first first glance there as it happens. So we'll start with you, actually. Joe Burrow goes down. Did you believe it? And uh, what do you you know? What do you make? What what, what goes on from here? Do the Pittsburgh Steelers do the, do the Cincinnati Bengals lose a draft pick? What, what are we looking at? So I don't know if they're going to lose a draft pick for this, but they probably should give it to the next team on their schedule because, you know, we, we, we could use a little give bit of an extra the next draft team pick. on their schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, no, when it comes to that injury, it looked pretty bad overall because Burrow could barely grip the football and like yeah. he tried like releasing the ball like on the sideline and then he just came up like grimacing, holding his hand and you just you just have to wonder just like how much this will affect Joe Burrow going forward and whether yeah. or not the Cincinnati Bengals were even have him. I mean, they're already in a huge hole. They're five and five. They're zero and three in the division, like record wise. It's not looking great for them. And at this point, they might just have to shut down Burrow for the season at this rate because, like, it's it's almost getting to the point. Like, he's he started out hurt with his calf injury. And yep. He's probably still nursing that just somewhat, and now like the hand that. It's it's this has been a season from he, from hell for for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And yeah, 100%. that's not even counting the T Higgins. Uh, yeah, injuries. yeah, and Jamar Chase dealing with a back injury. This is not yeah. uh, the place to be for Cincinnati. Uh, Stephen, you on board with uh, shutting down Joe Burrow? And uh, if Jake Browning makes a start for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, or against the Pittsburgh Steelers, how good does this get for that defense in the next two weeks? I I don't think I'm on board with shutting Burrow. <laughs> if you're down the Cincinnati here. Bengals, you're not shutting down Joe Burrow. You're just no, I don't I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, I because also that calf seemed like it was it was pretty all right. I mean, he yeah. started yeah. real slow, but then he he seemed to get more healthy and seemed to start to figure things out. Just the more he could move around and push off that that calf and everything like that. So I don't know if I'm on board with with shutting him down for the year. Um, it was a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely joking with that situation. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, Jake Browning's I, like, there's no way that he's not getting eaten alive uh, if he has to face the, face the the Pittsburgh Steelers in a couple of weeks, right? Um, I mean, Mike Tomlin eats rookie quarterbacks for lunch. Like this is this would not be not be ideal for the Bengals at all, even with all the skill that they've got around him on offense. I just don't think he's got what it takes to. Or maybe he does, and I just haven't seen it. But there's there's nothing to really indicate that. Uh, you know, if Jake Browning's in there at quarterback, the Steelers have to worry about, you know, an offensive explosion or anything. Um, you know, it's this is fortunate for the for the Steelers, but I mean, 
it's it's you know you never root for injuries or anything, but the Steelers their their back half of the year just started to just became wide open. You yeah. know, like you're facing a rookie quarterback next week. Uh, you're fa- you're probably going to face a not a rookie but uh, a backup the week after. I mean, and those were two two of your three hardest games down the stretch of the year. You got what eight left and and th- uh, two of those uh, those three of those seven hardest games. Two of them are going to be against you know, non-starting quarterbacks. So uh, I think you start to lick your chops a little bit if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers seeing this news uh, from yesterday. Yeah, and, and on top of that, they're both AFC North games, which is huge, especially carrying a 2-0. and Like, you could be 4-0 and in the next two weeks in the AFC North. That's ginormous heading into, especially 2-0 and against the Cleveland Browns. You just wrapped up that series. You're already 1-0 and against Baltimore. Like, that's as, it's as prime as it gets for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I had everybody and everybody tweeting at me tweeting under every comment possible just like the Steelers lucky run continues yeah sometimes you got to get lucky and the Pittsburgh Steelers man they are getting as lucky as possible and they'll take it like you you could go ask Mike Tomlin today hey man would you rather face a healthy Joe Burrow or would you rather get lucky and have to face Jake Browning and 10 times out of 10 he'd be like well I don't want anybody to get hurt but Jake Browning thank you very much Jake Browning he might give you a little oh as competitors we we thrive off of we want the best competition, but he's a we, we run to that. Yeah, yeah, but he's lying. Everybody there is a hundred percent lying. It'd much rather be Jake Browning. He was sacked three times last night against the Ravens. That's not ideal, but great for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It would be huge. And to start that off, to start that runoff, they'll face DTR on Sunday. He replaces PJ Walker. We talked about him on Wednesday. PJ Walker, man, he's He's cool. He's a good story. He hasn't really been playing the greatest, but Dorian Thompson Robinson also hasn't been playing the greatest in that that short run. I will say the biggest difference is last time he started, he got the news like what? It was like 24 hours beforehand that he was going to yeah. go out there. And then and it was all like a mystery. And then they tossed him out there. And then this time he's got all week to prepare. He says it's going to be different. I mean, Stephen, we'll go back to you. You watch DTR in what, the Sun Bowl That's last, right. uh, last winter. What'd you see from this guy? And uh, is there anything that you see that goes, maybe he's a bit of a threat for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, yeah, the last time he played a football team from Pittsburgh, he did not look very impressive. I believe he threw <laughs> no. three interceptions against Pitt in the Sun Bowl. Yeah. Um, they were in his head a little bit. I mean, that's, I think, the the thing I, I, I come back to the most is that he talked some trash at the beginning of the game. Pitt talked it back, and then it kind of uh, – the game didn't unfold DTR's way. I mean, he yeah. was up for a little bit, and then it all came kind of crashing down. And, you know, Pitt enjoyed that. You know, they enjoyed talking their trash back to him. But there's there's some stuff to like about DTR. He's mobile. Um, he's a good athlete. I think he's got a strong arm. Um, but the accuracy, the decision-making, you know, it, it can be a little erratic sometimes. Um I know they liked this kid during the preseason. I thought he had a strong like I I remember seeing his numbers and I thought he they looked real good. But I mean, any guy getting thrown into his first couple starts as a backup uh, in the NFL that's going to be tough for a rookie. Um, I feel like even like not everyone's going to be C.J. Stroud. In fact, ninety nine point nine percent of the people in the world are not going to be C.J. Stroud. So yeah. I mean, it's going to even if DTR is a, a good quarterback down the road, it's going to take some time and. Uh, it's going to take more time than it'll take to to get him to Sunday. I mean, he's 
he's raw. You know, I yeah. think that's what you you come back to the most is that he's got a, he's got a good athlete. He's a good athlete with good tools, but he's going to need a little bit of time, I think, in in one week of of preparation, especially facing this defense. Like, I'm not not so sure about that. Yeah, and, and on top of that, the the Browns are missing what both of their starting offensive tackles, and then maybe mm-hmm. Dewan Jones, their backup right tackle, and then Wyatt Teller also popped up on the injury report with an ankle injury, I believe. Not good for the Cleveland Browns as a whole. Nick, what did you see in DTR? What have you seen in DTR? Does he worry you at all? Or do you look at it the other way and just say, man, this is ad- ad- as advantageous as it comes for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense? I don't think it would be as advantageous if uh, PJ Walker was starting because I do think he was very much a liability no matter what what you'll say about oh the Browns were just winning when he was in. And so you're saying PJ, you're saying you'd rather if for the Pittsburgh Steelers' sake, I would have rather had PJ Walker. Okay, okay, yeah. But um, Dorian Thompson Robinson come out of UCLA. He, one of the things about him was he had a really good arm talent. Like mm-hmm. he had, he's one of those guys who could really spin it. The ball really flies off his hands. But he, you know, and he can move pretty well. There, there, he was constantly improving throughout his time at UCLA. Almost Josh Dobbs is esque <laughs> in his. That is not like, the comparison Steelers fans want to hear right now. You're not yeah, I know. Any that, yeah, no, uh, I don't think they want to hear about uh, Minnesota Vikings legend right now, Josh Dobbs. Facts. But uh, Thompson Robinson, you know, the little bit of similarities there with the arm talent, the ability to move, and just the constant improvement he's made throughout his college career. Obviously, getting thrown in on a short week, like everyone's gonna is gonna sink in that mode in the, in that in that in that type of uh, moment. But when it comes to you know, things I saw out of him in college, that the improvement, the work ethic, the character, those were all very strong parts of his game. I could yeah. see him, you know, coming out this game being a lot better, especially considering, you know, he had some really good moments in preseason. Obviously, preseason doesn't mean that much in, in context, but when it comes to, you know, what you're expecting out of Cleveland, definitely could be a bigger improvement of, over P.J. Walker, so... I'd prepare for anything. Would definitely try to keep him within the pocket. Don't let him scramble. But yeah, you know, he's he'll definitely be an improvement over PJ Walker. Is my do opinion. you uh, do you do you view this as as any worry? Because everybody, at literally every single person I know, has brought up all of the backup slash bad quarterbacks that the Pittsburgh Steelers have lost to. I mean, Nick Berlansky, our producer, brought one up this morning before we jumped on here. Do you, do you have any fear that that this is the next oh man the Steelers I can't believe they lost to this guy man everyone is talking right now about the fact that they're going to face Dorian Thompson Robinson and then they could potentially face Jake Browning next yeah. week and that oh yeah they're lucking into this like perfectly and I'm just like these are the types of games <laughs> that every real Steelers fans know that these are the types of games that are going to give them heart attacks down yes. the line. Yes. So no, nothing is guaranteed in the NFL, obviously, but you know, it definitely is advantageous to not have to deal with their starting quarterbacks in these situations. But, you know, no, there's no guarantee. And sometimes they get caught you know, looking too far ahead in these moments. They can't do that here. They got to win the division. If they want to win the division, which they still have a shot at doing, they got it. They got to keep it rolling. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. I'm uh, I'm not super concerned about DTR. What I saw in the Sun Bowl last year, just for when he was in there, wasn't the best. What I saw in his first start wasn't the best. And I just look at I think that maybe he's got potential, but at the same time, he's still a fifth round rookie. You, you have to have a bar somewhere. You know, it's this isn't I, Kevin Stefanski. He's a good coach, but he's not Kyle Shanahan. This isn't Brock Purdy. I, I'm not in the same. I don't put them in the same group and I don't worry about them the same way. Um, I kind of view it as just like I said, very advantageous moment for the Pittsburgh Steelers over the next two weeks to really take a, a strong hold on that second place in the AFC North. And, you know, something happens to Baltimore over that time. That's huge, too. And they just lost Mark Andrews. Lamar Jackson's dealing with an injury as well. You just never know. You really never know. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers have some injuries of their own. They're probably going to be without Minka Fitzpatrick and Keanu Neal. In week 11, Montrevious Adams will also be out. And as we all know, Quan Alexander joined Cole Holcomb on injured reserve. Two uh, surprising names are likely to take the roles of starters this week in Cleveland. While everybody's talking about Mark Robinson and it's his opportunity, it kind of sounds like Michael Walker is going to be the guy that gets the call on Sunday. And then at safety, while Elijah Riley has been my guy all season long, I don't disagree with this move, but it feels like Trenton Thompson, practice squad safety, former San Diego State guy, former New York Giants, I believe, is going to get the start for the safety or at safety next to DeMonte KZ. Steven, I mean, two practice squad guys getting the call up this week into the starting role. Was it what you expected and how worrisome is this for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, I'd say it. I guess it was what I expected because, I mean, there's just not really anywhere else to turn. No. Um, I think the thing you can be encouraged by, uh, especially thinking about Michael Walker, is, is something that Mike Tomlin talked about in his Tuesday press conference, which is that, uh, you know, not everyone that you see on practice squad is, you know, some late-round rookie uh, that just got drafted this year and that they still got to, you know, develop and get fresh. Like, practice squad is a way to hold on to guys that maybe you don't have a room for quite yet on the, on the active roster, but yeah. are good enough to play, are NFL caliber. And that's how I feel about, Michael Walker and to a lesser degree I think Trenton Thompson is an NFL caliber player um I think he he showed some flashes during the preseason that were encouraging um but yeah I mean I, I this is and Michael Walker we've been over this a bunch of times like yeah. he is he is definitely an NFL caliber player but you know at the same time there's a reason these guys are on the practice squad you know yes. um you're not you you might be an NFL caliber player if you're on the practice squad but there is a reason you are there um, this is an obvious downgrade from who they've had before or who they would have had the, in these spots, uh, if they were fully healthy. And I don't know, Tom Thompson worries me a little bit more than Walker. There's just less of a track record there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look, if you're going to roll Trenton Thompson out there, I mean, this is the week to do it against, you know, a rookie quarterback that you're, you're a little shaky about that. You don't really know what exactly he's going to give you. And then. You know, I think Walker will be perfectly capable of coming in and stuffing that fit in the run a little bit. I mean, because that's what I, I think Cleveland's going to do a whole lot is just try to pound the rock. And yeah, as long as Michael Walker can see the ball and hit the ball, then then he's all right. Um, Thompson, I, I feel like we'll have a similarly not easy job, but an easier job, just given the way that I think Cleveland's going to try to attack uh attack the Steelers yeah I, I agree you know Walker doesn't really worry me if anything like I'm kind of excited I view this as an opportunity where Michael Walker come in here and maybe possibly like you know just like slowly 
create himself a space in Pittsburgh and say, man, maybe you guys should consider me because people, everybody's talking about, oh, you got to go draft an inside linebacker. You got to go this, you got to go that. I don't think that's on the Pittsburgh Steelers plans. Like, I think that if they were looking at the inside linebacker room right now, they want Michael Walker to work out so that next year they could just stick with the Landon Roberts, Cole Holcomb and Michael Walker, and then have Mark Robinson come off the bench and there's your four and they feel totally fine about that situation and Quan Alexander will be a free agent he only signed a one-year deal but the rest of them I feel like that's you know don't fix something that's that's not broken and unfortunately they got injured but it was it was definitely not broken it was a lot better than it's been in a while Nick your thoughts on well I guess Walker and Thompson we haven't talked to you all week and uh any level of concern for for either of those guys any surprise that they went with either of those guys over some guys on the active roster so I don't think they, that Michael Walker uh, starting would be a surprise just because he has excellent spatial feel in yeah. zone coverage, just really good as a spot dropper, understanding, you know, can really recognize uh, routes in front of him and behind and, and towards the bottom behind him. A uh, really good example. Uh, he had a play versus um, the Rams where they call play action. He gets depth pretty 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 fast despite the fact he felt for the initial play action fake and he's still able to get his hand on the ball he tips it up and intercepts uh matthew stafford it was a terrific play he's just got really good hand-eye coordination even on on blitzes the main uh, main issue with him is he's just not really a block shutter so he needs like a clean lane to be able to fill the run mostly so you, you might see him struggle in that regard compared to like what you'd get from Quan Alexander. Yeah. But he's, he's definitely a, he's definitely a player that can start in a rotation. I would definitely not say he's like a starting caliber player, but he's definitely a guy you, you can rotate and feel pretty decently about in coverage. As for Trenton Thompson, you know, he wasn't really a well-tested athlete coming out of San Diego state. There's a reason he went undrafted. But 23 pass deflections, four interceptions, and 31 starts at San Diego State. Ball skills were definitely a were definitely a big part of his game. Had some pretty nasty hits, like he was almost like a tone setter for his okay. team at San Diego State. So I could see why they want to go with him for that. And he's a guy who worked his way up. You know, he blocked punts and he was a gunner on special teams for a while. Mm-hmm. And you know that 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 aspect of his game definitely fits for you know this what the Steelers want in like a guy in a depth guy so they probably thinking that type of that type of tone setting would just be better than having a guy like elijah riley out there as the starting safety so we'll see how it goes but i'm a little worried about him in coverage because i just don't see a very fluid nor a very um rangy athlete out there do you do you see this i would imagine patrick peterson gets some reps at safety this week, you see that as as a viable option as like a a backup or you know a, a rotational piece for them. I don't know if I'd necessarily call it like reliable, but it's okay. definitely something they could try and do. Maybe mix up their post snap looks. Like pre snap, they could they could maybe drop into like they could like show Trenton Thompson like um for like deeper, and then he ends up coming up like maybe to guard, and then. Patrick Peterson goes out as the deep spot dropper. You know, there's definitely things you could potentially do there, but overall, I'm not really thinking about Patrick Peterson right now as a, as a safety because right now their corner situation 
you 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 want to you want to keep him there as much as he can be a liability. We still saw that length, those pass, you know, those ball skills really come in handy on that interception that he forced when he was able to deflect the pass up and then it was intercepted. You know, that's just the type of player that Patrick Peterson can still be, even if his speed is not what it used to be. Yeah, that's uh, everybody I ask says the same thing. It's like, yeah, I'd love to see Patrick Peterson as safety, but you like a month ago we were talking about how you got to yeah. get him out of corner, and now you're sitting there going, no, you got to keep him. You got to keep him at corner. You can't make a change. I agree. I see some Patrick Peterson moving around just because they're not going to give up on Levi Wallace. Like he's not going to be off yeah. the field completely. Um, and you don't want like if you're going to pick, you know, I I guess it's the the worst, the the best of the worst, but. You're going Levi Wallace over Trenton Thompson most times, and they're gonna they're gonna try to to work that in. I agree. I am a little worried about Trenton Thompson. Michael Walker doesn't really bug me that much, just because on running downs, which is most downs with the Cleveland Browns, Alandon Roberts will uh, will fill that gap, and I think Mark Robinson has some potential to. He gets lost in the hole, but yeah, you know he still goes a million miles an hour, and if. You could come up with a couple of plays here and there. It's not the worst case scenario. Thompson, on the other hand, my more my bigger worry is if Thompson plays, uh, who is your backup and how much are you going to have to rely on them? Because Elijah Riley wasn't good enough to start. Miles Killebrew isn't really a defensive guy. You're very, very thin at safety depth. Like, are you going to roll Darius Rush out there? It could just, man, it brings back memories like Cody Sensenbaugh going oh, in there last Cockrell days you know what I mean where you're just like anybody in a, a anybody play defense because we're gonna need some uh we're gonna need some dbs back there because we're dealing with some injuries yeah definitely getting uh the, getting the war flashbacks to yeah. Valentino Blake <laughs> exactly exactly that's what I'm saying like we've been here before the Steelers have done this before and we've like it works sometimes and then sometimes you're just like oh my gosh what are we yeah. what's happening right now it gets real bad real fast luckily like we said Dorian Thompson Robinson you know three interceptions in his first start. Hopefully he makes up or, or hopefully he does not make up for that in this one, but that is hands down the biggest news for the Pittsburgh Steelers making two surprising moves. And we will, uh, we'll see what happens as we head into the weekend, as we do every Friday, got to talk about some keys to victory here. The Pittsburgh Steelers are on a two game winning streak. Got to make that known. Got to also make it known that the AFC North is wide open and that this is when Mike Tomlin plays his or coaches, his, best football we've seen this every single year Cleveland Browns Pittsburgh Steelers week 11 rookie quarterback out there for Cleveland Steven we'll start with you your key to victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this one I think my key to victory is that the front seven's got a tee off just in every phase um uh you mentioned Mark Robinson being able to to play 100 miles an hour and and really go hit people I think everyone on that front seven has to be able to do that and I think they're going to get every opportunity to pin their ears back and rush the passer and uh, give everything they've got against a, a pretty strong Cleveland running game. Um, I don't think there's going to be threats over the top, quite honestly. I mean, you got to take care of Amari Cooper, sure, but like can Dorian Thompson Robin, Robinson get him the ball? Like make him find out. Like let's let's really put him to the test and let's make him prove that he's a player, uh, at least early. Um, so, you know, against the run game, against the run game that you know is coming, that you know they're going to rely on, and then against a rookie quarterback, tee off, get after him. Uh, you got to win in the trenches on defense, I think, to win this game. And that's how you, I think, also put this game away early. You know, yeah. I think you can make this get ugly if you are uh, 
if you're really getting after them defensively on the front seven. So that's my that's my key to victory is is tee off front seven. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, you know, you, you sound off. You, you have a great ability to stuff the run. If you make the Browns one dimensional throwing a football in this game, I mean, things could get very dangerous very fast for the Pittsburgh Steelers or for the Browns in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's exactly what you're looking for. I think if you asked anybody in the locker room, they tell you the same thing. Uh, Nick, we'll toss it over to you here. Your key to victory, week 11, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns. So I think Steven nailed it um, with the just the front seven being able to tee off and you know make Dorian Thompson-Robinson un- uncomfortable. Biggest thing, though, I want to see compared to what they did um, last week against Green Bay, they weren't rotating uh, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith enough with their backup no. edge rushers, and mm-hmm. they almost looked gassed in that game. Like, they were just not getting home like they usually do and they seem to really struggle just getting pressure so i'd like to see a bit more nick herbig and uh, marcus golden just keep those guys fresh so then by the time renegades playing in the fourth quarter (laughs) those guys are able to make the the big time play you know force the strip sack but um i really want to see uh pittsburgh almost play the way they have been i'm not so worried about having kenny pickett win them the game i almost think they just need to stay committed to what's working and almost make cleveland beat themselves in the situation like cleveland is they're like minus four in turnover margin which is among some of the it's just among the worst in the league and you know pittsburgh is one of the best there are they're 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 tied for the best um they were tied for the best going into this week with the cincinnati Bengals at plus 10 turnover margin, which is like, you know, that's a huge reason why you're yeah, winning. A, so unreal. you don't have to force Kenny Pickett to be that guy, you know, run the football with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris and maybe utilize a little bit more play action. But I know that's very hard thing for back Canada. To I was going to say, so, what we, come on, let's be realistic with these kids. Yeah, victory, okay. Yeah. We, we got to be a bit more realistic there, but I, I think that, I think the plan is simple pressure mistake free sprinkle in some play action for the love of God. <laughs> Nick, I, I want to start with you, but I want to ask both of you guys this. What are you looking for for out of Kenny in this game? Oh, you're asking me first? Okay, yeah. so Kenny Pickett, when it comes to him, I just kind of want to just see him just be, quote, a game manager. Like, oh. that's, that's, Have you, I don't, do you think he has been one yet? Um, at times, but I think he has, um, he hasn't really been managing his decision-making as well as this box score might say there was that play. Um, there was that play that didn't count as an interception where he, he had a very easy low read to, to go to in Connor Hayward. And then he elected to wait on it. And then he threw to Deontay Johnson and it looked like the ball should have gotten picked off. Yes. You just, you want to see him stay more committed to the yak in that situation. But also like the thing with Pickett in those big third down situations, you know, you saw how very often he was checking the ball down. He wasn't, he wasn't really looking to his um, primary reads as much, even when the protection looked solid. So he's not quite trusting his protection, which is a problem going back to his pit days, obviously, but I'm a little okay with that going into this game. I don't think this is a game that he necessarily has to win. He just has to make sure that they, that he's not the reason that they lose the game. Yes. 
Okay. I like that. I agree. I, I don't know if I, I, I agree. I don't know if at this point I've labeled him a game manager, but I think that might be the best case scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steven, what are you looking for out of Kenny in this one? Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit with Nick. Uh, this is kind of along the same lines, but I don't know. Just win the football game, man. Like I'm I'm a little <laughs> over like I, I'm a little over doing like uh, an evaluation, of, uh, a detailed evaluation of Kenny every week. I mean, win football games, and I think we'll be all right. I mean, they've yeah. got so many other strong parts of their of their team. I think especially on offense, the way they're running the ball, like you don't really need Kenny to to be whoever the hell uh, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or, or whoever. I mean. Don't be stupid, you know, like the stats have to line up and they have to that you have to your your numbers are, are reflective of how well you play a lot of the time, but you just win the game. Don't turn the ball over, things like that. Like get get us into the right play every time at the line. Like that's that's the stuff I want. You know, I don't I don't need him bombing throws downfield. I've kind of resigned myself to to being okay with that, that that he's not gonna be that type of quarterback. So just just win the game, man. Just win the game and, and I think that's I mean, we will, you know, people will, will complain all week about how Kenny's not, not doing enough, but as long as they win the game, I feel like you can listen to those complaints and, and you can live with them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to, I'm going to put a stat on it and I might be shooting for the stars here on this one, but I'm going to say what I'm looking for out of Kenny is just to throw a touchdown, just throw a touchdown. Wow. Maybe your third touchdown in seven games. If you're Kenny Pickett, that is ridiculous. He hasn't thrown a touch or an interception in that time. But he's only thrown two touchdowns. Pat Fryermuth hasn't played since week four. He remains the, the second leading touchdown scorer in the Pittsburgh Steelers receiving core to this point in the season. That's Just throw a touchdown. Just throw one. You don't need to throw two. You've only done that one time in your whole career. Just throw a touchdown. If you, I believe that if Kenny Pickett throws a touchdown and it is on the opening drive, the Pittsburgh Steelers put this one away before halftime. Like I'd, I truly, truly believe it, and that's what, uh, that's what I'm looking for out of Kenny Pickett. My key to victory is much of the same as you guys. It's very simple. Keep the game away from the guys that you have to call up from the practice squad. Don't make this a Trenton Thompson nightmare. Don't make this a you so much pressure on DeMonte KZ that he can't handle it, or you got to start rushing or putting Darius Rush out there and utilizing him in different ways. Keep it to a point where you are not hitting the emergency button in the secondary and trying to figure out a way to win because who you have out there isn't working out. If you could control the front, if you could shut down the run game, if you could get to the quarterback, you don't have to worry about what Trenton Thompson's doing or what Darius Rush is doing or what Elijah Riley's doing or Miles Killebrew or whoever. As long as you could control that, I feel the Pittsburgh Steelers will be in good hands. I don't know what to expect out of the offense, but I mean, three first drive opening drive touchdowns in a row and you don't have to worry about Trenton Thompson in this game, you should walk away winners feeling uh, feeling pretty good about that one. With that said, week 11, I don't remember. I think we all picked winners last week. We all went Pittsburgh over Green Bay, so shout out to us. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers at Cleveland Browns. DTR versus Kenny Pickett. Two practice squad guys starting for the Steelers defense. Steven, we'll start with you. Your score prediction for this one. Yeah, I really think that the Steelers are going to suffocate this team. Um I think they're Ooh. going to 
put off, uh, put on a pretty good effort against the run. I'm um, just giving all the guys that the the Browns are missing up front. I mean, I like Jerome Ford. I hope he has a good game for for fantasy's sake. But uh, <laughs> I think this is going to be low scoring. It's not going to be pretty. But the Steelers are going to walk away with the win, and everyone's going to you know not have that much. Well, they're not going to have that much to complain about it, but they'll find stuff to complain about. I think yeah. uh, 17-13 final Steelers win on the road and quite honestly put a stranglehold on, you know, the the AFC North. I feel like they're really going to I mean, I guess, you know, the Ravens are still going to hold that top spot, but they're going to put a ton of pressure on them. Yeah. Yeah. 17-13. Low that's a low scoring game for a game that you That's were right. Like, they're going to smut. This is it. This is this is in the Steelers favor. Well, I don't think I don't think they're going <laughs> to score very much either, so I mean no, that's who this bit. That's that's the that's how the Pittsburgh Steelers win big these days. I I hundred percent agree. Seventeen points and one defensive it. touchdown. One defensive touchdown for the oh. Steelers. I'll give you that one. That's, All right, that's two defensive touchdowns on the season for the Steelers' defense against the Browns. That's, that's uh, right. that'd be that'd be impressive. That'd be impressive. All right, Nick, your score prediction for Steelers Browns. If you think uh, Stevens' prediction is low scoring, but oh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, 13-10 Pittsburgh. It's going to be a very, like, I I could see this one being like a classic AFC North, like, physical slugfest, and you could just see some pretty sloppy play overall from both quarterbacks, potentially both offenses. But the team that makes the less mistakes is going to win in this situation. I think this will be Pittsburgh here. I think a rookie quarterback like Dorian Thompson-Robinson could be prone to some mistakes and get some get tricked you know pre pre snap and then end up throwing into a post snap rotation definitely something to look out for i'm gonna say 13 10 it's gonna be an ugly one but i think pittsburgh wins 13 to at the beginning of the show steven was like yeah this is the game for sunday the final score is 13 to 10 well, as far as the stakes go this is the Oh, it's the game you know, of the week. Could you imagine though, like watching a football game, going, "Man, this is gonna be the best show. This is gonna be the bit. This is the biggest game of the week." And the final score is thirteen ten. That's uh for the fans at home. Real ball. That's yeah, real ball. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's yeah, AFC yeah. That's North that old school <laughs> AFC North football right there. I agree. Smash, smash, smash uh, in the trenches, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is smash mouth ball. Run the damn football. All right. Exactly. With that said, I'm gonna go below Stephen, a little higher than Nick here because you both talked me down pretty heavily. The Steelers win. I think the Steelers do pull this one out, even if it isn't Cleveland. I think that it is. It seems like it's a much tighter game than the final score gives you, just because I don't believe the Steelers' offense gets much kicking at all in this one. I'm going to go 16 to seven. Steelers only give up a touchdown. They they barely let them in to the other side or the other side of the 50 through most of the second half because at some point they're going to put a stranglehold on uh Jerome Ford DTR doesn't get much done. I'm going 16 to seven. This is a defensive one and one for those, those Chris Boswell fantasy owners, man, you're loving this season and you're going to continue to love this season. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but yeah, 16, 16, seven Pittsburgh Steelers win. Feeling pretty good about that. Hopefully we go, we go three in a row two three weeks in a row. Now we'd be three weeks in a row. Cause we all picked Tennessee too. look at us doing well. All right. With that said, You guys have been waiting all week for one thing and one thing only, and that is to find out if you've won a signed Mean Joe Green or Jack Lambert jersey first. Once again, we got to say thank you guys so much for 20,000 subscribers. It feels phenomenal. Um, This is my favorite thing to do every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so I cannot thank you guys enough 
Um, and hopefully more of these are coming as we move forward and hit more milestones. But for right now, so much love, so much appreciation to every single one of you guys. And hopefully we send this into the weekend with the victory on top of you guys getting some jerseys. Let's start with the uh, Jack Lambert jersey here. Boom. Where is it? Signed, sealed, delivered right from uh, TSE Sports. I don't know if you guys are T TSE Total Sports Enterprise. There it is. Um, signed, sealed, delivered. We made the picks beforehand. Can I get a little? Uh, can I get a little drum roll here? A little. I don't know. If my my thing's gone. There it is. Um, the winner of the Jack Lambert signed jersey. Thank you guys so much once again. Is our boy Matt Fleming. Thank you. Very much. We appreciate you, Matt. We appreciate you entering. Make sure to hit either me or all Steelers on Instagram or Twitter and shoot us your information so that I could send this jersey out. Get it to you as quickly as possible. All right. Signed. Sealed. Put in the pile to be shipped. Next one we got here. Mean Joe Green. Signed. Sealed. Yet to be delivered. Uh, this is the one that this 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 showed up. I opened it and I went, damn, I might have to keep this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, it is awesome. It's a good one. This is the uh, this is the big winner. We appreciate everybody who entered once again. Let's get a little uh, let's get a little drum roll going one more time here. My whole camera shakes as I do this. So I'm gonna let you guys do that. All right. With the signed Mean Joe Green straight from Total Sports Enterprise Jersey is our boy Ryan kellerman shout out ryan huge l our huge w on this one for you very excited for you like i said i was beyond jealous giving this one away this is as cool as it gets hopefully you guys enjoy it like i said for matt make sure that you send your information either on twitter uh you could toss your your comment in the youtube comments but it might get it might get a little washed away with everybody that we got or everything that we got going on so try to reach out on twitter or Instagram to me or all Steelers and send us your information. And we'll get this out to you as soon as possible. Shout out to everybody who participated and entered. We will do these as often as we can, as we continue to progress and hit more milestones and reach more subscribers and try to give as much stuff away as humanly possible. But congratulations to you guys. We appreciate and love all you so much. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts and check out all of our work at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg and hopefully a victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend. Peace.